Welcome. In episode 10, I talk about remote employee engagement. Welcome to Transforming Procurement Podcast with Lourdes Koss, the show dedicated to help procurement professionals in their transformation journey. Lourdes believes that procurement professionals have the potential to add great value by becoming the best version of themselves. Hello, friends. Today, I want to talk about showing appreciation to remote employees and keeping them engaged. It's been said that employee engagement translates into higher productivity for organizations. When employees are engaged, they are happier and therefore more productive. When you enjoy what you do, you can't wait to get started. It gives you a certain level of energy. Certainly, if you compare the energy that you exert for something that you want to do as opposed to something that you don't uh, want to do, the level of energy is totally different. That eagerness to get started is contagious. Just to see someone enthusiastically doing something energizes you. There are several factors that contribute to employee engagement in the workplace. I'm going to talk about a couple of them, actually three. The first one is inclusion. Give employees a voice in the matter. Many times leaders make decisions without involving team members, and it is easy to feel excluded when decisions come down particularly when the decisions have to deal with problems to which the team members are closer than the leader. Generally, the people closer to the problem know the answers first, but don't have the authority necessary to make the decisions. It is in those situations that the leader should enlist the help of the team. They may know more about the problem, the problem's ins and outs than the leader, especially because they are probably dealing with the problem themselves. I hosted one of the virtual sites for the Live to Lead and got to watch um, Kat Call talk about her journey as a leader. One of the things that stuck in my mind was the idea of getting people closest to the problem involved in developing the solution. I agree with that perspective. I am sure that you can get to a resolution of a problem much faster and in a more informed way. People like to be part of something bigger than themselves, bigger than their role. It gives them a sense of ownership. As procurement professionals, we take pride on seeing projects completed, whether buildings, roads, signs, parks, benches, playgrounds, or an ERP system. That we were part of something that touched or is impacting many people in the community or the organization, it gives you a sense of pride. Even if our part was simply to lead the procurement and put a contract in place. I mean, that's no easy task. It reminds me of the Maslow 
Maslow's hierarchy of needs. This would fall under the psychological needs, the need to belong. I certainly get that feeling when I drive around Chicago and I see the completed projects that I have been involved in. I get a sense of pride. My contribution made a difference for many, particularly when you talk about parks like Millennium Park in Chicago or improvements at the O'Hare Airport. Certainly, there are many people involved and many that should take credit for it. But it's also a good to know that you were in the room and you were helping make it happen. Being in the profession for 27 years in government and another about four and a half as a consultant, it's rewarding to know that all your work, sweat and tears were worth uh, were worth it and benefiting the community. Another aspect of engagement is positive environment. People thrive in, in positive collaborative environments. I don't think that it is possible to get engagement in a toxic environment. Part of the reason some environments are toxic is because people are exerting low energy or high negative energy that prevents the organization from making headway. Having a positive attitude starts with the leader, and that should trickle down to everyone in the organization. When you have an organization where people are willing to collaborate with one another and they trust the leader, productivity tends to be higher. This happens because people are energized. When they are energized, they do more than than they're really expected. So the organization gets the benefit of that discretionary will of each person. So instead of limiting their individual performance to what's expected of them, and, and written in their job description, they go above and beyond that. And that's really, this is really pure logic. The third aspect of engagement that I want to speak about and that helps create a posi- positive environment is the topic of appreciation. Showing appreciation for each team member. Let me start by stating the obvious, we're all different. So it is not surprising that we all give and interpret appreciation differently. I was reading this book, The Five Languages of of Appreciation in the Workplace, and it talks about five different ways in which people like to receive appreciation. This is a book that every leader should read. Showing appreciation becomes more difficult when you're working remotely. It's almost like out of sight, out of mind. But these days that most people are working remotely, it is even more important to show appreciation. With many people feeling isolated and craving human contact, it is really important to kind of reach out and and uh, make sure that they are feeling included. 
Many experts are talking about an increase in mental health issues like depression and other behavioral issues that come as a consequence of the lack of human contact and having to be physically distant from others. To show appreciation, it is necessary to develop relationships with co-workers, get to know the people. Appreciation doesn't seem sincere when people don't take interest in one another as, as a person. So the authors of the book, Gary Chapman and Paul White, talk about the five different approaches for showing appreciation. The first language of appreciation is sharing words of affirmation to provide praise on a job well done, completing a project, staying focused, or whatever the task might be. This can be an email, a a card in the mail. It can also be allowing time during a group uh, call for team members to chat and catch up. Apparently, 45% of the people prefer to receive words of affirmation. The remaining 55 prefer to be shown appreciation in a different way. So the second way in which people can show appreciation is spending quality time with them, with people. They appreciate having that undivided attention on a conversation, even if it's virtual. That means that the person showing appreciation should put everything away and not try to multitask. Of course, a conversation over a cup of coffee is ideal, but not always possible when you're working remotely. This can also be a group virtual gathering to catch up with each other and and chat a little bit. The third is an act of service. And an act of service means providing assistance when the person needs it. It can also mean allowing the person to return emails and phone calls once a day when they're working on a rush project or arranging for someone else in the organization to help them with uh, routine tasks when they need to complete a a large project on a tight deadline. Another form of um, some people prefer to be appreciated by um, getting uh, or receiving tangible gifts. These gifts, of course, they don't have to be expensive, but this is how some people feel appreciated. Tangible gifts uh, could be a gift card for a cup of coffee at their favorite uh, coffee shop, a magazine, a book. So it doesn't have to be expensive items. Lastly, some people like human contact, physical touch. Uh, in this virtual setting, you cannot give a, a, an in-person a warm handshake. So in the virtual setting, this could be accomplished by a warm smile, a warm greeting, or a virtual uh, fist pump. Appreciation really flows from valuing people. The best way to grow a sense of appreciation is to get to know the other person as an individual and not as a task producer. 
whatever the form of appreciation, it must be communicated with authenticity. And to be authentic, it helps to get to know the person by first taking interest in him or her, valuing him or her, and uh, developing a, a relationship. So today I talked about three aspects of creating team engagement. Of course, these are not the only exclusive things that you can do to encourage engagement. But I wanted to just focus on these three. The first one that I talked about was helping people feel included. Inclusion is so important. It actually benefits the organization to have that variety of thought, different perspectives, and ideas become much richer when you have a variety of backgrounds in a group contributing to developing ideas and solutions to problems. The second thing I talked about was creating a positive environment for everyone. Everyone becomes more productive and people give you from that discretionary will in terms of performance. So productivity tends to be higher in environments that are positive and where people can thrive. And it this is really important because we're trying to do more with less. And the way to get people more productive is to have happy people, have people that feel fulfilled and a positive environment is going to help with that. And then third is to show appreciation, to understand that not everyone likes to be appreciated in the same way so that it is advantageous for the leader to learn their appreciation language. So it would be logical to think that in a positive environment where people feel appreciated and included, it will inevitably become a more productive environment, even if it's virtual. So that's all I have for today. I want to invite you, if you have not already done so, to check out the Fundamentals in Leadership class, uh, the course certificate in NIGP's website. I teach that class and I would love for it, I would love it for you to to attend. We have a lot of fun. We learn a lot. And it's a great opportunity to learn about leadership and and connect with other procurement professionals that are in that leadership learning journey. Well, that's all I have for today. Don't forget to check out the programs on my website, lourdescost.com. On December 11th, I will be hosting the rebroadcast of the Live to Lead 2020. Don't miss it. I have a link on my website and I will put a link on the notes. So thank you again for listening. Until next time, be well, my friend. Until next time, add value, grow, and transform.